You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to Psyched by MG. This is Mary Grace Randazzo Ratliff, or MG for short. I've been a psychotherapist in private practice for 32 years now. Guess what, everyone? We all have issues. So it's time to lighten up and move forward. Let's stop letting our crap control us and take control of our crap. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Hello, sister. Hi. Barbara. Hello. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, God, get me through this. I'm getting a piece of the giggles. Um, so uh, before we forget, um, everyone, 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 stop what you're doing right now. Just stop. Go and click like, um, subscribe. Um, uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Troy Podcasts, YouTube, uh, Facebook, all under Yes. And you can find Barbara on all of those platforms, um, looking up African, generic, generic African, African auntie. Um, and TikTok too, I think, right? Yeah, I'm on TikTok. If you dare, I can only say, uh, yes, a different auntie, you're going to meet a TikTok, okay? And uh, don't ask me any questions because I'm not talented, okay? I am not <laughs> responsible for whatever it is you find on the tickety talk, just be warned. Oh, oh, okay. So my daughter got me to download it just just recently. I just recently got on TikTok. Oh, you're on now? <laughs> I gotta uh, find you. And the other night I was in bed. And I'm like, I'm gonna look at this TikTok thing. And I get on. And I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, and I look at the clock, it's three in the morning. <laughs> oh, you've been sucked in by the TikTok vortex. Let me tell you something. Oh my God. I have since learned to control myself. So I was I was on this morning, I did a few teachings and I got off because you will get sucked in and it's oh, in it's yeah. a rabbit hole. The other thing I want to warn you about on TikTok, that's why I said. The auntie you meet in TikTok may not be the auntie that you meet right here because TikTok is a zoo and it's vicious, okay? There are some people who come on their TikTok uh, and if you are the sensitive type, if you are the thin-skinned type, TikTok is not for you Yeah, because there are trolls and there are all kinds of people who make it their business to say the most horrible and meanest things to you, about you, about your videos, you name it. So all this to say, proceed with caution. And if you do meet the other auntie over there, you'll understand why. Because I've told you, I got to, to like, you know... <laughs> I gotta defend myself, guys. I'm not. I'm not taking. I'm, no, I'm not a punk. Okay, you understand me? So I'm, I'm not little, taking anything lying down. Little Rocky Balboa. Yeah. So every now and then you'll go there, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you could not do that twice. There is no way you could have done that twice. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my God! You did a little Karate Kid there. <laughs> yes, I got still. You know, I mean, well, you I'm know, nice and everything, but yeah, sometimes you gotta let people know. And tonight we're talking about balance, balance in your life. And <laughs> are we the right people to have this show right now? <laughs> After I just convinced that I spent four hours on TikTok and didn't even know until it was three in the morning. I mean, what the hell kind of balance is that? I couldn't. I, like, I went into my daughter's room the next day, and I'm like, oh, I need to go to bed <gasps> after three. She goes, oh, you were on TikTok. I go, yes! What the hell? And then I found on TikTok the next night, I was on again. <laughs> this kid, who it, they had a British accent, and he was screaming about scrolling and how, Four hours later. Yes, I, hold on. You just spent the last four 
TikTok. No, yeah, he's like the interrupter. <laughs> oh my God, I could not believe it. Mm-hmm. So last night I said to myself, you are not touching that TikTok. You are not touching that thing because you will be up and not go to sleep. So social media, maybe that's a good segue into balance because social media and being on that damn phone and scrolling, whether it's Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Reddit, um, all of these different locations, balance. Well, uh, can I say something about that whole balance thing in social media? Well, what happened was, see, I... And, and it's tough for people like me because my workspace yeah. is social media. Yeah. It's really hard because one, I've got my network marketing business. It's run purely on social media, especially since COVID, right? At least before COVID, we used to have what you call person-to-person meetings. You could hold seminars and, and bring people together and meet in person. There's none of that now. So everything we do is online. Then, of course, is my teaching and coaching. Again, we cannot meet in person. So everything that I do is on the internet. And uh, because social media has, is, is, is conducive, actually, to doing the kind of work that I do, I work on all social media platforms. So I get up in the morning and I come in here and I sit and I sit. And I sit and I go from one platform to another, to another. I've got messages to respond to. I've got uh, teachings that I need to do. Um, I don't go live anymore. I was told I shouldn't go live. So there's none of that going on. Um, But my point being is there, I probably spend on average a day, probably about 12 or 13 hours on social media. Because I work on social media. It's a lot. So I don't know, man, about the whole balance thing. My kids are online schooled right now. And so I kind of take advantage of the fact that when they're in school, which is probably about six to eight hours of the day, because they've got school and then after school, they've got homework. So I've got those six to eight hours. And then I don't watch TV anymore. I don't, I, I read a lot, but I... You know, uh, I I just, I don't watch television. And since people can stream Netflix and so on, the kids are all on their devices watching whatever it is they want. They don't have to put up with watching whatever people don't want. So social media has really got us in so many ways. It's hijacked. Balance. Yeah. Hijacked us. And, you know, it's about taking your life back and taking control and this fight because you're absolutely right. I mean, this pandemic with having us inside and having everyone online and on their computers and on their phones, meetings, work, school, exams, um, it pulls us in and it is so addictive. It's technology addiction is a huge problem. We've got to amp the research on it. Um, and how do you balance it out? Because it is a part of our lives. We have to be on, we have to deal with it. And gaining the balance with that is key. Um, that we, number one, do not have the phones or any electronics at the dinner table. Rules. When you eat, don't have any electronics at the dinner table. No. A client of mine found, I can't remember if it was on Amazon. It was the phone prison. It was a, a little cage that everyone had to put their phones in and lock it up while they eat. And I thought, oh, brilliant. That's brilliant. Wow. And to- uh, I, don't, I don't know how that would work around here. But you know what? We've developed this culture anyway that when we come downstairs to eat, we just come as we are. Like my phone stays here, Cyril's is wherever, and the kids the same. That is so um, good. Yeah, and but we're not eating together every day. So like the few times that we do sit down to eat together, 
that's been like a rule from day one is that yeah. when we're sitting down to eat, we're engaging with one another. Yes. And, and it's actually really enjoyable because yeah, we don't, we're in the same house and yes, we do see each other and we interact and so on, but it's, it's so business-like because your working hours and your family life aren't separated out anymore. School life and, and home life isn't separated out anymore. They're in school in the house, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and I've said to the girls sometimes, does it, would it help you guys say maybe your room so that your bedroom is a place of rest? Because I believe in separating spaces out. Like for me, my office is the place of work. Yeah. When I want to chill out and relax, I don't stay in here. Because yeah. then I'll just keep working nonstop. Right. Right. So I get out and I'll go sit in the living room by the fire or I'll go cook in the kitchen. I love to cook, right? Yes. But I've said to the girls sometimes, you know, would it help if you guys took your computers out during school hours and maybe created a classroom type setting for yourselves and sit and, and work together, you know, headphones in, each doing yeah. their own thing, but in class so that your living space, which is ultimately your rooms, is the place you go to to rest and Very relax. Very good tip. Um. Yeah. That's another way to try to create that balance. Otherwise, yeah. everything is just so skewed now. You can't, you know, you don't know whether you're, where you begin and yes. you know, where it your work takes, ends, that type of thing. It takes a conscious effort. Yeah. Things become unbalanced when they go subconscious, when they're ju- they be- just become these knee-jerk reactions and you're not even thinking about them anymore. Right. And they, next thing you know, they say, people, I hear them say, well, that's just the way of life. And like, if you're passive and don't lead your own ship, if you aren't the captain of your life and you throw your hands up in the air and say, oh, let's just fall wherever we're going to fall. And then you're going to bitch about it. As a no, that's a kind of fatalism that I can't stand either. You know, I'm like, gosh, yeah, they are, they, I'm always like this. There's so many things right now that we don't control and can control. How about we take charge of the things that we can control? Yes. It, 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 will, it will feel, we will start to feel more empowered than disempowered. Yes. But if you throw your hands up in the air and you say, well, because now there's COVID, you know, it's like throwing the baby out with the bathwater, right? There's some things we can control. We can still control how our homes function. We can still control, you know, like I'm still trying to get it together with the work-life balance business. But, yes. you know, I know that that's an area that I get to control. Like, because I work for myself and I work from home, I can control when I work, how I work, That's and so right. on and so forth, right? Yeah. So I can say on certain days, oh, by the way, remember I told you I'd gotten a job to go out and work? Well, you know what? Four of my coworkers got COVID, so that's why I'm now back home. Yeah, I, I ain't playing with that. So, uh, what? yeah, so forced quarantine, and then so I'm not going back <laughs> because, no. No, you're traveling soon. You can't. Yes, exactly. So, so my point being that even with that effort of trying to step out of home to try to, you know, maybe make, meet people and do something else, I've landed right back here. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about creating that balance. What do I do? So, you know what? Being in my kitchen and cooking has actually become something I really appreciate. Me too. So I have certain days that I cook. And so what I've done with my work is I have said on certain days, I don't start work until three in the afternoon or something. That gives me the morning to go grocery shopping, come relaxed, right? Not stressed out, rushing. Come back home, prep everything that needs cooking, cook while I listen to music or talk to my mom. My mom hardly sees me lately. And then when I'm done with that, then I know, okay, now I can do this. But you've got to structure it. And I've also gotten very good. Like I said to you, TikTok was my, yeah. mind you, I grew a huge following because and, of it. And listen but, to what Barbara just said. She said, I go in, I cook, and I listen to my music. Mm-hmm. That is so huge. Create. Something different, and I dance while I do it because these are things that I'm quickly losing because of this lack of balance. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute, you are more whole when you're dancing. You are a happier being. You are a more creative being when you are listening to music. You are more creative when you cook. So it's it's like 
reconfiguring your life to create a new kind of balance instead of sitting and pining for what was, because that's not coming back. I think that is so key that, you know, with all these changes that we're all going through right now, you have to recreate the new healthy balance for you. We're in this house, we're dealing with a pandemic. um, And you've said so many good things. One, create separate workspaces. Um, No phones at the table while we eat. Put music on, dance while you cook. Find the thing that you love to do. Um, Talk and connect with the family. Get in that practice again. Don't sit there and everybody eats by themselves in all their separate rooms all the time and you're not connecting and you're not talking and you're not involved in each other's lives. Isolation, listen, anybody that's listening, the core issue to, to poor mental health is isolation. And lone soldierism, I just handle it. I just do it. And you don't connect, connect, connect. And so with balance, you must bring in connection, downtime, you time, family time, partner time, pet time. You know, I felt bad the other day because (laughs) I've been so busy that my dog, I have this <laughs> one dog, just, he just demands attention and gets it. Cause you just pick him up. But the other one has better manners. <laughs> he <just laughs> sits and he looks at you. And then, then you go, Oh, Tanio, I have a oh, baby, poor baby. Incidentally, to- I just found a picture with me and the puppies. I'm going to send it to you. You've probably forgotten it, but I'll, I'll send you. Oh, you send it to you. I mean, yeah. you, and you know, you have a dog where it's like, what was the last time I sat and just held you and rubbed you a little bit? Well, you know what? Bailey is kind of like your other one. Bailey barges in here. Oh, yeah. See? Yeah, she's like, Nana, <laughs> I'm here now, okay? Now, pet me. Come on. Go ahead. Okay, Nana, it's time for some chips. She likes potato chips. <laughs> she what? Yeah, she loves salt and vinegar potato chips. So she'll come in here and she, she, I know exactly when she wants them. You know why? Because she starts drooling like a long drool. I'm like, you want the chips, don't you? Okay. Yeah. So she knows how to get her Nana. And I, I appreciate that about her so much. Cause yeah. when I do get sucked in, it allows me to get out of get my out. Yeah. She'll come. She, she doesn't even, she doesn't knock. She doesn't go. She just butts at the door and comes in. I'm like, that's what I need. Somebody who just like, come yes. on, let's do this. Yes. Oh, so, that is so sweet. That is yeah. so, that's so precious. It really yeah. is. She's, she's, she's such a darling. So, <clears throat> when people get out of balance, they gain weight. They can eat too much. They can, they can drink too much. They <laughs> fight too much. Um, they are self-deprecating. They get into shame spirals. Um, how many of you who are listening walk by a mirror and put yourself down and say, Oh, I've gained so much weight. I look awful. I'm I'm ugly. I'm this. Oh, my skin looks like shit. Oh, I'm this. I'm that. And now you are into this self persecuting abusive place because your tank is empty, because you don't know how to love yourself right where you are, the weight that you're at, the skin that you're at, the hair that you have, you don't know how to be a good parent to yourself, to love yourself, to, to, to cherish yourself. That's a word we don't even hear anymore. Cherish, right? My poor body. And we've been through so much and you know, wow, I, I, I'm going to give myself space and room and patience. Everybody has been through so much stress this year. Huge quantities where I'm hearing the stories in my practice every day and I go, holy shit, I'm so proud of you. They're like, what are you talking about? I just told you I snapped. I go, of course you fucking snapped. It's just too much stress. Now the problem is... You need balance and and you've let go of the reins to all the expectations of everyone else around you and your job. And you've got to take the reins back in in order to settle down and to feel better. 
And you have to make yourself a priority. Parents of little children, I have preached this this week. You must make yourself a priority. If you do not have fuel in the tank, your quality of time with your family will It's totally compromised. Yeah. Totally compromised. And then when you're snapping at the kids, what do you do to yourself? You beat yourself up. I'm a terrible mom. I'm such it's a, a cycle. Yeah. It's a cycle. And now you're, you're, you're taking even more out of the tank. You have even more anxiety. Then you start the hopeless and despair cycle. It all starts with, if you don't start freaking loving and appreciating and cherishing these bodies that we have and these, these souls that we have, you're going to get on a hamster wheel of self-destruction. And you're going to condemn yourself and you're going to come see me and I'm going to say, knock it off. Jesus, how much did you get abused as a kid? Because I'm hearing you just beat the living shit out of yourselves. It wasn't right when you were a child and it's not right that you do it now. And also Mary Grace, it just reminds me of this quote I love so much. And it's a quote that I see so often and I'm like, you know what? I need to, I need to like blow this up and frame it and put it in here, which is talk to yourself in the same way that you would talk to someone you really loved. Because sometimes the way we talk to ourselves, the things we say to ourselves, and you know, you're the person you talk to the most on this planet yourself, but just take, do an exercise where you become aware of the things you're saying to yourself on a daily basis. Like from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed and just hear the bashing that you're giving to yourself. And imagine that you did that with one of your children or with one of your best friends or with your husband or your mother. Just imagine it. And the horror that you feel at thinking that you might have done that to someone you loved, that's the same horror you need to feel every time you go down that road with yourself. That's right. What does self-abuse do except to, to bring you further down, give you more anxiety, get you to act out more? It is not effective. Abuse never, ever works. Right. And, and to the, the men or male types that are listening, yours can be really quiet. But this whole condemnation and freaking out when you make a mistake at work or, or, or you constantly feel like you have to fix things, that your, your value is only when you are fixing or doing a task, well, it's not true. It's about connecting. And you, you, th- what we are saying to when we're saying, love yourself, be patient, talk to yourself nicely, be a good parent, be kind when you talk to yourself. If you screwed up at work and are saying, oh, Jesus, what did I do? Well, I can't even look at it. I get so upset. I'm going to distract myself and do this other job. Stop for a second and say, boy, that was tough. Yeah. That was tough. There's a lot of things in this thing and it didn't work. Man, that was hard. I'm, I wonder if I'm worn out. I wonder how tired I am. I wonder how stressed out I am. Jeez, you know what? I got to talk about this because I get, I got to get to know how I'm feeling. I got to get to know my stress. Because you guys get so detached sometimes, some of you guys, that you don't even know what you're going through. You don't know what's going on and you don't know how to take care of yourself. And then you don't know how to communicate it to someone else. Right. Then you get resentful and you start getting passive aggressive with everybody. You know, you, your wife hears or your partner hears, you know, you don't appreciate me. You're always criticizing me. You're doing this to me. You're doing that. You know what? This is not touchy-feely bullshit. This is called mental health. Mental health, people. You must be a good parent to yourself. If you, like Barbara just said a moment ago, if you would not talk to somebody you love the way that you are talking to yourself, knock it off. Not only that, give yourself the same patience. If, you, if a friend that or someone you loved was in front of you and they were hurting, would you push at them or would you have patience? You deserve the same thing. That's it. And slow down. Slow down, people. The one thing, I don't know if you've noticed, Barbara, even with the kids, 
the work demands now that everyone is on the computer, so many people are on the computer and on Zoom calls and meetings, the homework amounts. It's insane. No, no, my 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 kids have what the hell. The senior is fine. The one in college, well, they just shut down, so she's okay and she's 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 on top of her game. But my twins who are new in high school, who changed school and are therefore in a new school with a new system online, have struggled with the homework load. I mean, it's it's insane. It's almost as if the teachers also, you know, I think it's hard to teach online as a teacher. I think the frustration is both ways because you've got kids who are like, they, they, they're not good at learning remote. They need a teacher with a, with a chalkboard and a piece of chalk writing the mathematics out and explaining it and saying, come up here and work it out. Let's see how you worked it out. A teacher who goes page to page looking at the problem and saying, well, wait a minute, what happened over here? Well, oh, I see my mistake and the kid fixes it. It's been rough. It's been rough on them. I, I, and then they're also very social. They're 14 years old. They like to play. Oh, they do. They like to play. And so now, every now and then, they get at each other because they're each other's playmates. And so they've been two, and they're they're identical twins. Identical twins always need somebody between them every now and then because otherwise it gets really intense between them because it's like one person. It's really weird. It's really weird. Like watching them is freaky. scares me. They scare me, my twins. (laughs) Yeah, because when they fight, it's it's ugly. Like, no, when they fight, you just want to crawl under the bed and stay there. You dare not intervene because if you do, guess what happens? They both turn, turn on, you. on you. Yeah, so so I, I just hide under the bed yeah. and, I eat, and I eat licorice and chocolate until it's over. Uh, and I'm like, as long as there's no blood, we're okay. We're okay. If there's blood, I'm like, call 911. I'm under the bed. And you know, that's a good point too. Like parents, you get, everybody's getting so overwhelmed. We can't lose touch or sight of these kids. And, you know, they, they have to get out and go for a car ride. They have to get out and go for a walk and walk the dog. They, they need to do a chore. They need guidance. They need, they do. Definitely needed more. They need structure now more than ever. So in our household now, Sunday is clean the house day because we can't bring people into clean anymore. Either, yeah. So we divide the chores, and the girls get to it that Sunday cleaning day. They get paid for it, so that you know it's incentivized. Yeah. Every evening after dinner, there's some there's there's somebody who unloads the dishwasher, and loads it, and runs it. Um. What they they like to go out because Chi Chi drives, so they'll go in the car. Like right now, they're not here because yeah. they're all piled in the car and they're going for a little drive. I've given them permission to stop at places like bushes, you know, these small, small, tiny places to get their snacks because they'll go crazy. They're going to go, and, and, and I'm like, I, I can't, I can't keep them caged in. That's right. So Chi Chi's very responsible, so they get their masks on and and they go out. They pick out their snacks. And then they ride around for a little bit yeah. while it's light. Do the same and thing. then they come home. And it's a daily, they've, they've developed a kind of daily routine, routine for themselves where oh, you know, that's, that's around, you know, school, chores, and yeah. going out. Then there's Bailey. So they will go out in the backyard and take Bailey out for a run and whatever Bailey needs. They actually love doing that now because it's something to do. So on mornings that I've done it, They'll be like, why did you do that? That was ours. And I'm like, oh, because I need it. God damn it. <laughs> what about me? You don't have to, you know. Can't keep all the fun to yourselves. Swear to God. Yeah, that's weird. how that's how it's become. That's okay. that's how that's how it's become. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's kind of sad. <laughs> they and they need it, and you know, I just had a story this week of an eleven-year-old who who committed suicide, who hung himself, and my heart in hearing 
the trauma, I, I just took a deep breath and, and I want to do a reminder to parents. And it doesn't mean that your kids are suicidal. I'm saying, don't get so wrapped up in your stress and not taking care of yourself that you, you have nothing in your tank to give the kids. You've got to take care of yourself. You, you can't be beating yourself up. You can't get into shame spirals. You, you have to exercise. You have to have your own drive in the car or walk. You have to have your girlfriend time on, on the phone and guys, you need your workout time or you need to like hang out on a, in a, in a car in a driveway, have a beer with a friend, whatever it is. This only helps your kids because then you're going to be more aware of them. Um, they, I think, are especially the the pre the middle schoolers and the teenagers. Um, they're struggling. They're struggling with all of this, and and their school. You know, my God, what the hell is up? they're watching so many videos. Like they're being taught through YouTube and they're being taught through videos. Yeah, but it's hard to teach online. Let me tell you. And, and, and I know that in most places, like I did a whole degree online. Let me tell you, there's special training you need. And there was a point where I wanted to teach online, like in your, in your yeah. college level. Yeah. There is a whole special training you got to do to be able to teach online. And these teachers most, most of them, maybe 90% of them have just been thrown into this thing and everything's transferred online and been told teach online. So for me, it's like understanding too that on their end, there's a lot of stress going on. So what's the easiest thing to do? You put the Zoom on, you put a YouTube video and you say, go ahead and watch. I know. There's a lot of that. You're absolutely correct. My kids are just through. They're through with it. They're done and they... You know, the teachers are accepting, and, and it's true. There's a lot of cheating going on right now. And well, well, what can you do? They're taking uh, exams at home. I know. I've tried, and, and I'm, I, mean, I don't know how successful I am. I'm not saying my kids are angels, not by any stretch. Yeah. But, you know, one of the things that I've always emphasized in this house is integrity. Yeah. You know, like, don't do things just because no one is watching. Because someone's watching, and that's you. Yeah. Okay. Don't, yeah. don't, don't. And I said, and, and I always tell them this stuff catches up with you. It does. But take it from an adult. Take it from somebody who knows these things will catch up with you. Don't do it. Don't start down that slippery slope because it becomes habitual. Yeah. So and my thing is, you know, yeah, but there is a lot of cheating. And so how much are kids actually learning right now is the question. The stress of that, like talk to kids about that. Because there are good kids who are doing it, who are carrying guilt and shame about it. Stay in their world, um, you know, baking together, riding in the car together, playing games, doing puzzles. Keep checking in with the kids and make sh- and talk about balance with them. You know, I, I have this saying that I do with parents all the time. I say, look at Middle school, high school, you know, your ch- your younger children. <laughs> the child is like a squirrel. <laughs> and you give them a nut. They ain't going to sit in front of you and, and eat the nut and say, oh, my God, this is delicious. Thank you so much. They're going to grab that freaking bit of wisdom out of your hand. They're going to run like hell into the woods. They're going to bury it somewhere, but they know Mm -hmm. where it is. And eventually they're going to go back and they're going to digest it. When they need it, they'll go back. When they need it, keep giving them that wisdom, the nourishment of your wisdom, your, your care, your concern. I'm not talking about perfection. It doesn't exist. You right. don't have to know the answers. You need to connect with the children to help them to be balanced. I, I have a teenage boy, 17, Mr. Adult. He thinks he's 30. Um, but once I get him talking, I can get him talking. I can check in with him. I can say, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Who are you, who are you hanging out with tonight? Oh, what are you guys going to do? Who's going to be there? 
I ask a lot of questions. Um, I don't attack him. I ask a lot of questions. I say, oh, you know, and I'll say, oh, mom, mom, mom bear has a few more. She misses you. Can you tell? Exactly. No, I, I, and they really appreciate it too. I think, I don't know about you, Mary Grace, but certainly our kids have, <laughs> our kids have never been more appreciative of home and the things that, uh, you know, yeah. their lifestyle and what their parents have provided for them now more than ever. Because sometimes I catch them having their own conversations and, you know, you'll hear things like, can you imagine what it would be like right now to have, to be thrown out of your home? Because there's so many evictions happening right now due to people not being able to pay rent with COVID. And, you know, my kids are sort of very much on top of what's going on. They're little activists. So they kind of know what's going on and they, you, they will have these in-depth conversations about, can you imagine at this time with what's going on, not having any money and being told you cannot live here anymore because you haven't paid rent in three months, get out on the streets. They've come and shown me videos sometimes in New York City where people are on the streets with their beds and their couches and their everything because they've been kicked out. This was happening over the summer. And now you can imagine with everything that's going on with the snowstorms and everything that's happening. Like, but they, it's, it's grown them in so many different ways. Because things they used to always take for granted, you can hear the maturity now and, and the ability to say, man, we are blessed. Yeah. I know we complain about this, that, and the next thing, but dude, we're at home. And, you know, that made me think of, I was in Five Below, um, and I looked up, and they were doing a Toys for Tot drive, and I went, oh, I always give to Toys for Tots. I can't believe that came off my plate this year. Mm. And I said to the woman, how are you doing this drive? And she said, well, you can donate as much money as you want. And, or you could, we have a wall of toys that you could pick a toy. And the toy was like $3 and $5. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, here's a quantity of money. Just randomly pick as many that will fit into that. And then let's just ring it up. And don't add the tax. Just let's just do it. And I walked out of there feeling, oh my God, that felt so good. That felt so good that I wanted to go on. Okay, where else? You know, I do know of a church that has a a, a pantry, a food mm-hmm. pantry. I thought, boy, next it will be to go to the grocery store and drop a, a bag off to stock the pantry. You know, it's interesting because Bushes does that. And usually this time of year is a year we like to actually go physically to places to serve food or to take stuff because that human touch, right? The human contact. But obviously we can't do that this year, especially not in elder you know, facilities. And so, you know, Bushes does this where they literally have bags gross you know groceries already bagged and when you're ringing up your groceries you just say yeah with the bag of groceries there and then they have a place where they're putting them and then they're taking them to people in need so there are ways again to get that balance your balance between taking care of your own family your balance you know balancing with taking care of the community yeah uh, staying involved in your community even though it feels you're so removed from it but those are some of the things you can, you know, partake in. You know, there's a family that'll get Christmas because, you know, you made sure that they did. They'll get Christmas dinner. Yeah. Um, so That's- you gotta you gotta get creative and you gotta get active. You can't it's not there was a time I think where we could afford to say, Oh wow, well, this time of year we know we'll just go down to the Salvation Army soup kitchen and do this. Well, it's not like that anymore. But what's the alternative? You gotta now get creative in your own self about what can be the alternative so that my children still understand the importance of giving back to community so that my children still feel like they are members of a community, right? These are some of the things that you're going to have to think about to maintain at least some of the balance that kind of can get really lost. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. It's, it's balance in yourself. It's, balance in your connection with others and people in your life that are important and it's balance with your community and when you know how to 
to keep things as balanced as you can, you will thrive, your kids will thrive, your community thrives. People are not a burden. (laughs) You are not a burden. And having wants and needs and limits and no's is healthy. It's normal. The key is to talk about them, to get to know yourself well enough that you can communicate to others what your limits, your wants, your needs, and your no's are. Right. So that you don't get so depleted, you're acting it out. Because it's going to go somewhere. You know, people, I, I always hear, you know, critics in my ear going, yeah, well, I, I'm not going to be a complainer and I'm not going to do that touchy-feely stuff and I don't talk about my feelings. And, and then I will look at you and say, grow the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking like an adolescent. Exactly. Either you're going to be an adult. If you are an adult or becoming an adult, you have to be emotionally responsible. That's it. That's, That's what it boils down to, emotional responsibility. So it's not, I don't talk about my feelings. I don't do this touchy-feely stuff. Because guess what? You're human and you need it. You do need to talk about stuff. If, and if you're, not, if you're not doing it in an appropriate manner, it's going to come out some other way. And that's emotional irresponsibility because you're then going to hurt a whole bunch of people. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's exactly. where that self-awareness needs to come in. That knowledge that you don't exist on your own. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You are part of a family. You are somebody's sister. You're somebody's daughter. You're somebody's something. Yeah. And so there are people who rely on you to show up emotionally responsible for them. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And people who may be listening who are so depressed and so depleted, who feel that they aren't important, that they don't have value, that nobody cares. I want you to come real close and listen very carefully. We care. You're important. We value you. Barbara and I value you. Oh, absolutely. 100%. You need to to break out of the routine you're in. If you're feeling suicidal, if you're feeling so depressed... The very next thing I want, I want you to hear me to say, don't do anything rash. Time heals all wounds. It really does. Don't, don't say I'm full of shit because I'm not. I'll argue with you. But it really does. And then I want you to know I'm about to kick the living shit out of you because you're stuck in a freaking rut. And if you don't make a choice to do something different, yeah, you, you can kill yourself. You can die because you've been defeated. But it's not because you're not loved and cared for and that there aren't good people out there who want to be with you, who want to help, who want to support you. We are here. Seek us out. It is because you're stuck and you've got to get up and make a different decision. You've got to reach out. Enough of the lone soldier bullshit because it's bullshit. Make a call. Reach out. People there, and when I talk about these hotlines, they are 24-7 with trained people that can get you to resources, that can connect with you, Mitty, who will listen to you, who know how to listen. They're, they're trained and know how to listen to you and support you and care for you. And they do. They don't go and work these hotlines. Therapists aren't in this career Unless their heart isn't in it, we care enough. So if you are one of those people who are listening and struggling, I want you to know you're not alone. And and we are here. And you have to get balance back in your life. But it starts with you've got to reach out and connect. This too will pass. It does. You've had a good day sometime in your life, right? And you've had a bad day sometime in your life. Well, they pass. Sucks right now. Whatever it is, if you were to be telling me whatever it is you're going through and how unbalanced your life is, I'd be going, yeah, it fucking sucks. 
it's not going to stay that way. You're not alone. There are people who will get you. Reach out. Reach out. It's very important, especially right now. I'm telling you, I'll kick your ass if if you don't reach out. I swear to flipping God. I mean, I get a person like that on the phone. I'm like, I'm about to kick your freaking ass. Snap out of it. Remember that? What movie was that? Was Cher. Remember when she talked and said, snap, I should play the Italian I, I just don't remember the title. Oh my Come God, on, somebody. Weird. If anybody who mess, who listens to this, if I don't figure it out by the end of the show, you've got to like tell me what it is. Moonstruck. Yes. This moonstruck. It. Snap the hell out of it, will you please? <laughs> my God. You've got life ahead of you. You have the power to make changes. And if you're a young person, please reach out to a hotline. All you got to do is Google search it. Teen hotlines. You will find a number. You will find a number. You can call your local emergency room. You, you know, talk to a friend. If there's someone you trust, give them a call. Talk to an adult. And we'll be there for you. We, we really do care enough to, to listen. And, and if you talk to somebody who's got an attitude that isn't caring, hang up the freaking phone and call somebody else. Exactly. Call someone else. Yeah, that's not a reflection of you. That's a reflection of the person. If they're judging you and being cold, excuse me, you're fired. Exactly. It's not good. But balance, and balance especially with those who are hurting the most. And those who are grieving, you can grieve, but you also better go for a walk and you better eat your food and you better get your protein in you and you better connect with other people. And let people, and do not bat away compassion and love that comes from someone else. I see that so often. Yeah, and just because most of us are lone soldier types, okay? So we think that it's a sign of weakness to accept help from others. Uh, We think it's a sign of weakness to do the emotional thing and cry or show our emotions. And again, we go back to emotional responsibility. If you are grieving... Yes. Take some deep breaths and allow the process. That's allow right. the process. It's a process. Don't rush yourself. No. Don't have any expectations of yourself. Whatever state you wake up in in the morning, that's the state you deal with. Yep. Uh, don't put a timeline on anything. There is no timeline on grieving. Uh, don't don't think that there's some prescript some prescriptive process. There isn't. Every single human is different. Yeah. But in that space, allow those who know you're grieving to come in and love on you. Yes. yes. That's all you need to do. You don't need to even be active about it. Just, to, just let people come in and out of your life to love on you, to restore you. And just your job is just to be there. And it sounds crazy, but it does get easier. It does. It, it does get easier does. day by day. Day yes. by day, yes. it starts to get easier. Yes, scroll through yeah. by MG's podcast. We 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 hit so many different issues. Yeah, listen to them. Um, and if you are someone who is dealing with somebody who is dealing with death, who's so down, I mean, of course you have to take care of yourself. Um, but just keep remembering, they just need connection. They need connection. They don't need you to fix their problems. You know, you say, you're not alone. I'm here. Um, I care. This is temporary. Um, Don't sit and listen in a way where you're trying to do all the analysis and fix the problem. Because most times when somebody is grieving, that's the last thing they need is a friend who comes in with all sorts of theories. And you know what? I kick you out my house for sure. (laughs) If you came, no, if you came at me like that, all I ask is come sit with me while I cry. Yeah. Don't utter a word even. Uh, If I'm reminiscing and and I'm talking about, you know, just let me have my moment. Okay. Let me, let me rant and rave if I need to, you know, if I need to get snot um, boogers all over your, your, your shirt. Okay. Can I, can I just blow my nose on your shirt? Is that okay? You know what I mean? Don't, don't. Mm-mm. Don't listen to my process. Yeah. Um, 
I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is <laughs> Okay, I know you're laughing. Okay, Mary Grace. But I have literally had that happen to me. I have been with a friend who was grieving and she literally took my shirt and she on my shirt, okay? So the the dog God it's it's real. And I had to suck it up. You understand? That was my friend I had to I had to deal with that. Just let me get my boogers all over your shirt. Yeah. Like, oh my god. No, you couldn't. You couldn't. It was her moment. You understand me? She was in grief here. And you know what I would have done? I would have grabbed a sheet, anything near me, and just like kind of slid it in there. <laughs> it was too late. The arm was gone, dude. She was really quick. Oh, no. She was really, really fast. So oh, I was God. like, okay, so, okay, let's just let, let her have her moment. She's never lived it down, obviously. You know me. <laughs> Oh no! Like, yeah, she is now. After all that was over, I was like, "Girl, Tina," <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. first she didn't want to believe it. I'm like, I should have kept that shirt. Matter of fact, I should have kept it for you to take to the cleaners when when you were over your mess. But <laughs> I mean, that's the stuff that's so freaking funny. Oh, well, I just got a cue. All right. Yes, man, I see it. Um, well, <laughs> on that note, on, on that note, you know, everyone, you know, we care about you dearly. Um, again, hit like, subscribe, Psyched by MG, um, Generic African Auntie. Um, and, you know, please, please, please give us your comments. If we talked about something, especially today, that you want us to, you know, definitely cover in more in depth. Um, we, we love feedback. Uh, and we want you to take really good care of yourself. You know, you're not alone. We're, we're both here and we both care. Just as long as you don't put boogers on my shirt, I'll be okay, okay? Don't, uh-uh. That was not a, people, that was not a free pass for you to come and, like, blow your nose on me. Just know this, okay? I just needed to say it. I just needed to say it. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. On that note, we say goodbye. And Bye, guys. Care of yourself. <laughs> Have a great weekend. Take care. <laughs> oh, God. You're killing me. <laughs> <laughs>